Hey, welcome to the Live Full Podcast. This show exists to help you pursue word and spirit in everyday life. My name is Cassidy Bonar, and on this episode, we're going to continue to talk about the charismatic God, who is the charismatic God of the writings. Um, We're going to dive into the Psalms and see that we can expect much of God even when our circumstances tell us otherwise. That's where we're going. Let's get started. My name is Cassidy Bonar, and we are so excited uh, for where the Lord is taking us on this episode. We're going to be talking about the charismatic God of the writings. Right before we jump into that, I know that it is a season um, of just so much joy and giving Mm -hmm. and just a really fun time of year. And I just wanted to to encourage you, if you have been encouraged by any resources from Live Full or or built up, spurred on Mm -hmm. by the the work that the Lord is doing through Live Full, we want to encourage you to consider uh, giving uh, to Live Full, just giving what God has already given to you, giving back to God. God, just his generous heart is mm. is what fuels uh, our giving. And uh, if you feel so compelled to give, you can go to livefull.org backslash give, livefull.org backslash give and um, give there and continue continue being a part of the work that the Lord, mm-hmm. he's just already doing through Livefull mm-hmm. and, and furthering resources and furthering saints who can um, be reached um, with God's God's heart for word and spirit. Mm-hmm. So on this episode, we, we will be talking about God, the charismatic God of the writings. We're going to we're going to spend time in in the Psalms for this episode and we're going to see how all throughout the Psalms we find that it, it is God's people declaring back to him who he's already said that he is. Um, all throughout the Psalms, we see God's people praising him, declaring without hesitation, this is who the Lord is. This is who he's always been. This is what he's always done. He will continue throughout all generations. Um his faithfulness. And we're going to see how we can expect, we can expect of God. Um, we can expect of who he is and what he's done, um, no matter what circumstance that, that we're in, because, um, though our circumstances change, God never does. And because of that, our, our expectations, they, they never have to change. We can expect of God at all times in all seasons. This is who God is and this is what he's done. And this is what he's going to continue to do. Um, he did this in this generation. God was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same works and, and, and wonders that God did his word going forth that is what's happening mm-hmm. now. God has, mm-hmm. he has not stopped working mm-hmm. through his word, through his wonders. We can expect so much of him. And we're going to spend some time um, in, in a couple of Psalms that will only fuel our expectation for God and mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, when Cassie talks about the the writings, when what we've been covering in the Hebrew Bible, there's a division of the books between the law, the prophets, and the writings, so that when Jesus and the New Testament scriptures are talking about what was spoken in the law and the prophets and writings, it's this comprehensive statement of all the books in the Bible, the law being the first five books of the Bible, the prophets being uh, 
a little bit different in the Hebrew Bible than what we'd consider the prophets. Like Samuel, Samuel and Kings are considered within the prophetic text. So when we covered the Kings last week, that was kind of in the prophets. And what we're covering today is the writings. One of the the main books in the writings is the Psalms. And so really focusing in today, we've been in this series, like you said, Cassie, around knowing the charismatic God. And the Psalms give us a unique look of it's a book that God inspired. He breathed it into existence, but it's a different kind of inspired book because it's not written from the perspective of God speaking to us, but of what God's people are saying about him. Mm-hmm. And in the Psalms, we get a picture of what God wants his people to say about him mm-hmm. because God gave us these Psalms so that we would take them and be able to sing them back to God, be able to declare who God is and remember what he's done. And that is really what we're going to be focusing on is there's a there's a theme throughout the Psalms. And, and one of the best, if you've been in suffering, if you've been in deep trial, you know that the Psalms are one of the best books to go to because... Mm-hmm the Psalms bring us to like who God is meeting up with real life. Uh, David just attacked by armies, betrayal, sickness, death, exile, um, being under siege and famine. There's really tough circumstances Mm -hmm. within the Psalms that we see God's people singing in the midst of. And the question is, what are they saying about God in the midst of these kinds of circumstances? And then what are they expecting of God in the midst of these circumstances? And what we've seen is, what we see as we go through the Psalms is that in the midst of suffering and in abundance, God has not changed. Mm -hmm. And that is what the people are declaring. You're still the Mm -hmm. God of Abraham. You're still the God of Isaac. You're still the God of Jacob. Mm -hmm. You're still the God who split the Red Sea Mm -hmm. And that is what we're expecting of you. It's like there's this joy. God God shows almost his delight in the Psalms of when his people hold him to being who he is and doing what he's done. Mm-hmm. He calls to expect, expect what he's done for him to do it again. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of Psalms I'd love to start with that show this. So in Psalm uh, 77, 77, this is in the midst of the suffering you see in verse seven, the psalmist says, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has he, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Like one of the probably bringing us to the darkest moment of the heart in the midst of suffering when we're asking like, has God just forgotten us? Has he shut up his compassion? Has he, will he never again show his favor to us as he's shown his favor to his people? But then he goes on in verse 10. Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the right, to the years of the right hand of the most high. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders Mm -hmm. of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? And then look at where he goes to when when he's remembering this is who God is. He says in verse 13, Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? 14, you are the God who works wonders. Mm -hmm. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. Mm -hmm. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. This is who God is. The temptation in the midst of suffering 
in the midst of a time where it seems like God's wonders have gone dry, mm-hmm. which depending, that could be true for you, depending on what kind of environment you're in. Maybe you're mm-hmm. in a season where uh, at one point, maybe early on in your walk with Jesus, you saw a lot of wonders. You saw the works of God, but then you entered into more of a wilderness, this like plateau of faith where you're not really seeing spiritual power. You're not seeing salvation. You're not seeing God manifest his presence to you through signs and wonders. And the temptation in these kinds of seasons of waiting and wilderness is to settle our expectations Mm -hmm. and to adapt our expectations to our surrounding environment. Like, I guess God no longer is performing these wonders. I guess I shouldn't really, it's like asking too much of God to bring that again. Like I, I, sometimes we, we talk about this almost like, um, uh, we don't want to lean too much on spiritual highs. Like, oh yeah, I had that amazing experience at camp, but I shouldn't expect that of God as I go on in my Christian life. Mm-hmm. And we settle our expectation of God rather than doing what the psalmist, uh, David, and the rest of the writers who wrote the psalms, what they encourage us, challenge us to do time and time again, to just declare mm-hmm. boldly without hesitation, this is who God is, mm-hmm. and then to expect without hesitation mm-hmm. for him to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's where the psalm. Le- that's what the psalms lead us to do. Mm-hmm. And even with that, I, I think about how we see God's people throughout all the psalms making this deck, this bold declaration, it's feeding their faith. And yeah, I, that's I think that that's something that's so, when, when you're declaring this is this is who God is. It, it only fuels our faith and feeds our faith. But when we're not, when we're not doing that, we see it, then it start to breed doubt or hesitation. But I, that's just what I keep coming back to is declaration, declaring who Mm. back, declaring back to God, who he's already said he is in his word. It fuels our faith of, yeah, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that, that is who you are. You are my God. And you, like, this is what you will do. And you part of the Red Sea. Yes, Lord, you can do like, you know, and, and all it, it, it fuels our faith of yes, Lord. I like, I believe this is who you are because you're where every single one of your words proves, proves true. And I love seeing the faith of God's people that they're declaring without hesitation. They're not yeah. saying, oh, you're, you're mi- maybe you're the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, or I, th- I think you were, no, you, this is who you are. Um, and if it, and, and our faith is stirred and that is what an expectation, the expectation that we have of God is rooted. It's rooted in faith. It's yeah, this expectation yeah. that comes out of, yes, I have faith mm-hmm. in God that he is who he says he is. There's a, yeah, there's something about, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could help me here, Cassidy. Like what is at the heart of it? Because there is this this thought that like God, let's say, gives us a moment of feeling his love. We have a moment of really seeing the glory of God, like Peter uh, and James and John, like seeing the glory of God, knowing, like just beholding him for really who he is. And then it's almost, we have this mentality toward the Lord, like almost like he's this busy stingy father who like took us out one time to the movies and like bought us popcorn. And we had this like great date with daddy. And then it's like, we go back into our normal life where we really don't see him anymore. And it's like, daddy's busy or like, we should be thankful because he, Mm -hmm. he could have not taken us out to the movies. Like we should be thankful for him. What we definitely don't want to do is ask him to do it again. 
Mm. Like, Daddy, would you take us to the movies again? No, 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 just be grateful that he did it once. Like, we have this view of God like, oh, God, you met me in that way in prayer, or you gave me that dream, you gave me that vision. I was reading your word, and your word fed me and nourished me. Wow. Yeah, they, like, I just, okay, I just want to be grateful that you did that. I don't necessarily, like, it, it almost feels spoiled to, like, ask for that again. But I think our incur like, looking at the Psalms, it's not spoiled to ask for that again. It's actually like respectful and honoring mm-hmm. to God's heart and mm-hmm. character as he is to ask him to do it again. Mm-hmm. Because when you hesitate from asking God to do it again, what you're saying about God is that he's busy and stingy. Mm-hmm. When you ask him to do it again, what you're telling God is, I believe that wasn't just like a one-off time of you pouring out your presence to me, mm-hmm. of you nourishing me, enriching me. That is who you are. You are generous. Mm-hmm. You have time. You have space. And you love all of your children with undivided mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one who can do that because yeah. you're God. Yeah. And Psalm, Psalm 63, uh, listen to what the psalmist says. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. So he's, the psalmist is in this place of deep thirst. And he's saying, there's been a time where I have seen your power and glory in the sanctuary. I have had this encounter with mm-hmm. you that I'll never forget. And then he says, right now, though, I'm in a place of thirst. Mm-hmm. I'm in this place of need. And, and after that, the psalmist doesn't go on to say, you know what, soul? Be happy that you had it once. Mm-hmm. You know what, soul? Like, just, just savor the old manna of previous experiences mm-hmm. with God, mm-hmm. previous moments with God. No, no, no. He reflects back on what God has done in order to ask God to do it again. Mm -hmm. And then what you're talking about with faith is so key to ask him to do it again with faith. Mm -hmm. So he says, verse five, this is after all that my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night for you have been my help and in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you because I expect your right hand upholds me. Mm -hmm. Like God wants us to to remember what he's done in the past, Mm -hmm. not so that we can hang them up like trophies and plaques on the wall and be content with the glory days Mm -hmm. of the past. Second Corinthians three says that we are only going to increase in glory as we go on with Mm -hmm. Christ. He wants us to remember what he's done in the past, not, not just in our own lives, but in the lives of the patriarchs Mm -hmm. in the life of Israel, in the life of Christ, in the life of the apostles in the early church. He wants us to remember so that we can ask him to do it Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And he, Coming back to even, I love Joe, you're talking about he he's a generous father. Yes. He loves to give. He doesn't grow tired or weary or faint. The Lord loves to give and he loves, I mean, even I, I thought about Matthew seven about ask and like he wants us to ask mm. and to come and to keep knocking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks, who receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it'll be opened. Or which one of you, if a son asks him for bread, will give him a stone or if he asks Mm. for a fish will give him a serpent if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who's in heaven give good things to those 
who ask of him. And he's saying, if even an evil earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more will our God give good gifts to his children? To his children, he he sent his only son for us. He rose his son for the grave, like resurrection power. Like God, is, he's more generous than anyone yes, you'll ever meet, you, than you'll ever know. And I think it's coming mm. back to, there's no one like God. There's no one else you can ask them for something and it wouldn't in some way de- deplete them. Yeah, right? Yeah, like true. to any other human, but, but mm. God is God. There's no one like him who you can ask and ask and ask, and he will love to give generously. That is just his heart every single time. And so every single time we can be like a needy child coming to our father and only receive his love and generosity and kindness and mercy. And we can actually believe what he has promised to give us. We don't have to wait for, we can have access to right now because yes, his very heart, we have access to all, all the time Mm. it comes back to god's heart um is not his heart is not stingy it's it's not cut off to his children do we actually believe god is this generous yeah um and 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 when we do believe that we declare to god god that I know this is who, yeah. I know this is who you are. I know you're a generous father and it fuels our expectation. And, and so we can draw near to God. And I think about even Psalm 147, God, you heal the brokenhearted, you bind up their wounds. You will heal my broken heart. You will bind up my, like mm-hmm. it, everything we find. We can say, God, this is who you are. Um, Psalm, um, Psalm 40, Psalm 57. God is very present help in time of need. Just yeah, all throughout 46, the Psalm, yeah. Psalm 46. Yeah, um, just all of these, every mm. single one of God's words proves true. Mm. And as we, as we expect of God, we will only, um, our faith will only grow. And this is like, this mm. is who God is. And, and I can, I can trust him and I can trust his word. Um, I can trust he'll do what he says yeah. he will do just as much as when, um, when you're a little kid and you scratch your knee and you without hesitation, go to your mom or your dad and they give you a bandaid or you're struggling in school and you without hesitation, go to your teacher, um, and say, can you help me learn about this? Um, this thing I don't understand in chemistry or you break your arm and you go without hesitation to the doctor. How much more can we go without hesitation to God because he is God and there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. The reason we, also should ask much of God and the psalmist would have ask, uh, have us ask much of God is because the Lord knows in our human nature, in our, our heart that is made for God, we are either going to be asking much of God or we are going to be asking much of something else, of a replacement. And you see this in, in Psalm 81. And if there's anywhere where in the Psalms where we see the, the charismatic God, the God who manifests himself in word and in wonders say, this is who I am and expect me to do it again. It's in Psalm 81 because we've said most of the times in the Psalms, you have the voice of the people or the voice of the king singing up to God. This is a moment where God breaks through prophetically in mm-hmm. the Psalms and is speaking to the people in our songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he says in 
verse, let's see, verse uh, 8. So this is Psalm 81, verse 8. He says, Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God. And then what? how, do, how does he describe, if he's saying, I'm the Lord your God, he gives a description right after that to say, this is who I am. Remember it. He mm-hmm. says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you up out of the mm-hmm. land of Egypt. That wonder, connect that wonder and that power and that might to who I am mm-hmm. and never forget it. After that, he says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you up uh, out of the land of Egypt. And he says this, open your mouth wide and I will mm-hmm. fill it. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. If you will remember that this is who I am. If you remember, this is what I do. I pour out my wonders and my compassion for my people. You And you come to me and expect me to do that. God says at the end, he said, I would feed you with the finest of the wheat and with honey mm-hmm. from the rock. I would satisfy you. If you would only bring all of your mm-hmm. expectations, all of your hunger to me and open your mouth wide, mm-hmm. that's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. You just have to ask. Mm-hmm. You just have to expect and I will fill it. Yeah. But then he says this, but my people would not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever. Mm-hmm. He's saying, because they wouldn't open their mouth wide for me to fill it, they're feeding on other stuff. They're feeding mm-hmm. on their own solutions, Mm -hmm. their own idea of what's going to make them happy and Mm -hmm. fill their soul. And because of that, what the Lord says is because they didn't ask much of me, but they asked much of gods and things and replacements that can never satisfy, they're being overcome by their enemies. Mm. Like they're, they're asking much of the world and they're getting what the world can get, which is like just defeat from the flesh from the world and from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we have we have the same situation for us. We are either going to, like another way of saying it is, if you're asking little of God in prayer, mm-hmm. it's a good sign that you're asking a lot of something else mm-hmm. because you're going to bring your asking somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking a lot of somewhere else, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to keep going back to it mm-hmm. because if it's not working with the amount you have, whether it's of entertainment or sex or power or position or um, a reputation or uh, dopamine <laughs> and happiness, whatever it might be, if it's not working with the amount you have, you're saying, okay, if only I'll get more of it. But also you'll feel, just like Israel, you're going to be overcome by your enemies. Like, why can't I just get over this? Why do I still feel this hole in my heart? Why is that thing that I've been trying to work on through self-improvement, why is that constantly defeating me time and time Mm -hmm. and time again. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, if you would just come to me and ask much of me, Mm -hmm. then I would fill you and you would overcome your enemies. Mm -hmm. So the call from the Lord is remember who I am. I'm the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt. Come back to me. Don't give yourself again to slavery in freedom. Come back. And as a child, ask much of me. And he echoes what James says too. You have not because you, mm-hmm. you do not have because you do not ask. Mm-hmm. Like if you come and obey the word of Matthew 6, ask and mm-hmm. you will receive and your joy mm-hmm. will be full. That's what the Lord wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And it it even comes back to how God, lo- he loves being our help. Yes, he doesn't he does. begrudgingly, yeah. he hears 
God doesn't just hear our praises. He hears our cries. He hears our, our mourning. He hears our grief. Um, just like Hannah pouring out her soul to God when there were not even words coming out of her mouth, the Lord heard her. And I think it just even, it comes back to how we were talking about it. Are your circumstances, are you looking at those to declare who God is and, and what he can do that in the darkest pit we can cry out to God in a in a, and expect of him and actually expect that he's going to show up in word and spirit yeah um not and not he doesn't he'll never do that begrudgingly he loves show mm. like he loves speaking his word um demonstrating the power of his spirit he he loves to do that it's not just that he can he wants to yeah um psalm 70 that is a psalm of david where he is crying out to God. He's saying, make haste, O God, to deliver me. Mm. Oh, make haste to help me. Um, may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. But I am poor and needy. Um, help me, O God. You are my help. Do not delay. I love just David's urgency and his expectation that actually it, it makes much of God to say, yes, Lord, come come now, come now, oh Lord, because yeah. his Holy Spirit dwells within you. Um, and his spirit is always ready to move. His spirit is always ready to speak. Um, it, it is us who in, um, we can hesitate and, and close our ears off to the spirit's voice who he is ready to speak. And the Lord is ready to be a very present help in times of need. But are we asking, and we can ask boldly and confidently when you're praying to the Lord, or you're praying with brothers and sisters, pray like this say come lord now come god make haste and help me because god hears and he hears because he cares and he loves you and it honors him and make i don't i can't say that about anyone else yeah. i don't know anyone else that i can say make come now and they would be there in yeah. an instant but the holy spirit because he lives in us and because god is all powerful and his word is, is living and active just at any moment we can Oh, we can expect so much of God and live every every ounce of our life that way. Open God's word and expect the living and active power of it to speak into our hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to move. And um, in any situation we're in, we can expect yeah. much of God. I think a good question to ask, especially for someone listening who's in the midst of suffering is, but what if God doesn't doesn't come in the way that I'm asking him to come? What if God doesn't come mm -hmm. in the way that I'm asking him to come? And uh, it reminds me of Psalm 22, which is this prophetic psalm about our Lord where there's this cry from David, but it's this, it's this clear prophecy about the coming Messiah who would suffer. Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I answer by day, but you do not answer him by night but I find no rest. Verse six, but I'm a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him for he delights in him. This is, and then later on in verse 11, he says, be, be not far from me for trouble is near and there is none to help. And it's this like prophetic psalm looking forward to Christ on the cross, forsaken, crying out for help, like crying out, and not in the moment finding this answer. And so what does it mean to declare who God is and expect him to be who he's always been when what you're crying out for does not come in the moment? Mm -hmm. And later on, um, 
I think we get our answer both from the, the life of Christ and the scene of the resurrection, but also at the end of verse twenty, uh, Psalm 22. Verse 24, uh, this comes in the same Psalm, Psalm 22. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the affliction of the, of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. Verse 27, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you, for kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Now here, here is this amazing, um, just this amazing truth we get to settle in as we consider what our Lord has done. He says, he has not hidden his face from the afflicted. And the reason why God doesn't hide our, his face from us in our affliction, but he gives us his, pre, pre, his presence, he gives us his favor, is because on the cross, Jesus took the wrath of God. Like God's face turned from the sun mm-hmm. as he became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus cried out and didn't get immediate answer. But even in Jesus' crying out, what Hebrews 12 shows us and what the end of this psalm shows us is that there was still an expectation there was still a hope that God would fulfill his promises. Mm-hmm. And it was actually through his death in that moment that God brought about his promises. Mm-hmm. It was through his resurrection that God brought about victory. Mm-hmm. He, in Hebrews 12 says, it was for the joy that was set before him that mm-hmm. he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Even in his deepest suffering, Jesus, we see in Psalm 22, believed that kingship would belong to the Lord, that all of the families of the earth, all the ends of the earth, all the families of the nation would worship God and turn mm-hmm. to him. And it was actually with this expectation that Jesus bore the cross and went all the way to death mm-hmm. for our sake. Mm-hmm. And, and brother, sister, because Jesus did that, because Jesus out of expectation and the promises of God was, went all the way to the grave, like endured the turned face of God. What our assurance is today is that God may not give you everything. Oh, he might not come in the way you're asking him Mm -hmm. to come right now, but he will come right now Mm -hmm. through Christ and through Mm -hmm. his spirit. If you call to him, Yeah, he might not come right now in the way you're calling him to, but he will come. His Mm -hmm. presence is assured guaranteed for you, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of of your suffering. And that is what we should expect of God more than anything. God, that's Psalm 63. My soul shall be satisfied as with fat and rich food. Mm -hmm. He's not actually speaking about fat and rich food there. He's talking about the presence of God, like Mm -hmm. Psalm 62. My soul thirsts for Mm -hmm. you as in a dry and weary uh, land where there is no water. What we get through the promise of the Holy Spirit is we get Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. and when it, when it comes to asking for God, asking for the Holy Spirit, Luke mm-hmm. 11, we should have no hesitation, no mm-hmm. uh, doubt whatsoever. God will give us his presence. I wrote about this mm-hmm. in our uh, book, Use Your Gift, at the end of the book. But we, me and my wife uh, earlier in the year had a uh, miscarriage. And in the middle of that, like there was, there was prayers um, like as soon as we found out and in the middle of that, there were prayers for a resurrection and God did not like come in the way that in that moment I was calling him to calling him to come. But where God did come was as soon as I heard the news uh, that we had lost our, our baby and like my heart dropped uh, and it almost felt like my heart was going to crash to the floor. The spirit came right in that moment and like just reached out his hand to hold up my heart. 
and to lift it up. And from the moment the grief came, his presence was there. Mm -hmm. And so that's the assurance. That's why we can, even in the the deepest, darkest suffering, I'm talking about losing a child, like being on the brink of death, losing your spouse, Mm -hmm. having everyone betray you and turn away from you. In those moments, in those moments, you can still declare who God is and expect him to do what he's done. Mm-hmm. The greatest the greatest thing that God can give you in doing what he's always done is he'll give you his presence. Mm-hmm. He'll speak to you his word. He'll feed you with the manna you need in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and he'll also give you the pillar of cloud mm-hmm. and fire. He'll give you his presence right then mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. That's so good, Joey. And, and it makes me, I, as you were sharing all of that, it makes me just see the real evidence in your life of just what we what we can try to find and um in relief from our circumstances though it doesn't always come what we're trying to find uh we can find in god himself the the peace we're trying to find the relief the lord can this be over can you bring joy um can this change even if it doesn't go the way we want it to what we are trying to find um we can find in the lord himself um we can find in his character and his goodness and um we can experience the the love of christ for us and um who god who God is, is, is more powerful than, than anything else that, that could come having God himself, the Lord all throughout from Genesis to revelation, telling his people I'm with you. Um, and so even in your story, I just hear the Lord's just voice of I'm with you and, and him showing up and Jeremiah 17, even in the year of drought, your leaves will remain green, um, being rooted in the Lord. And just a takeaway that we have for you, um, brothers and sisters listening to this, just start declaring declaring back to God who he's already said that he is. Go through the Psalms, pray to the Lord, um, ask his his words and his wonders that he has been working for generations. He wants to continue to to work in, in your life and declare without hesitation. Um, yeah, declare without hesitation yeah. back to the Lord. This, this is who you are. Yeah. Um, this is who you've always been. This is this is what you've always done. This is what you will continue to do, Lord. Um, yeah. I trust you that declaring back to the Lord will feed your faith. Um, I have one more one more thought before mm-hmm. we close. That's really good, Cassidy. I'd say uh, this is a good reminder that singing is part of, like God wants to use the practice of singing, like the Psalms at their foundation, their heart. It's a song book. It's a song mm-hmm. book. It's a book of songs for us to sing back to God. And God wants to use the practice of singing to uh, restore and remind our heart of who he is, that he is the, mm-hmm. he is the God who manifests himself in word and in wonders and to expect him to do it again. Mm-hmm. And what comes to mind is a couple of things. If, if you're not, if you are only singing on Sunday mornings, consider Ephesians five, where it, uh, the, the scriptures put singing as this normal practice that we should have as followers mm-hmm. of Jesus, that we should be filled with the spirit. And as we're filled with the spirit, we should sing Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Mm-hmm. We should be singing when, like whenever we're filled with the Holy spirit, which it looks like, like from Ephesians six, it seems like we should be filled with the spirit all the time. Yeah. We should be like breaking at, in and out of Psalms and hymns. We've we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's like we we should address one another in psalms and mm-hmm. hymns, the scriptures say. So make singing a regular practice of your life. And then also remember, I think both types of songs 
um, on the declaring and the ex- expecting are needed in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is songs that are heavily doctrinal, and uh, for example, remind us of the works of the 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 work of God in redemption, the cross of Christ, and His resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like in Christ alone. That we need songs that remind us of who God has, uh, who God is, and what He's done, and especially in the work of redemption in Christ. And also, we need songs that don't just talk about what God has done in the past, but also uh, speak of a hunger of expecting Him mm-hmm. to do it today. Yeah. So. It's not less uh, theological to sing "Holy Spirit, you are welcome here." Um, like, come flood this place, fill the at, like to fill God, come and fill our hearts. Um, to sing like songs that, in other words, have more of a charismatic edge that could be like singing the same thing over and over, and it's kind of just asking God again and again, crying out to Him with a hunger, and really even declaring it to our own hearts like hunger for God, hunger for God, hunger for God. And we also need the songs that remind us of, like I think of Man of Sorrows, like Man of, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of touching on songs like that are from like 15 years ago, um, <laughs> but I need to update my worship playlist, but but you know what I mean? Both songs are needed. So uh-huh. my encouragement to you is like, make that a practice of your life and then be like, sing both kinds of songs mm-hmm. to stir up your heart in the Lord. Declare who he is. Declare who he is. Mm-hmm. He's the charismatic God. He re- reveals himself in word and in spirit. And then expect him to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the, the greatest way that God has revealed himself as the charismatic God is in Christ. And that's where we're going to go in the next mm-hmm. episode. We're going to close out our series on knowing the charismatic God by going into the gospels and talking about Jesus is the revelation of the charismatic God. Mm-hmm. The word made flesh who performs signs and wonders among us. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. We'll see you next week. Mm